0: nothing but the best. The official drive with Lloyd Paul. Now we talk about obviously adhering to COVID protocols every day on the show guys. Encourage our people to stay at home as much as you can and cut out cut out your unnecessary trips as well. And we know the third wave is possibly looming. Now just how seriously uh, should South Africans be taking the risk of the third wave ahead of the Easter holidays? And that's not far away. That's like almost next week if you think about it. So what do the latest coronavirus statistics actually tell us? Well we find out now from dr ridwan Suleiman, senior researcher from the council for scientific and industrial research good afternoon doctor welcome to the show how are you doing good
1: afternoon Lloyd. i'm well thanks how are you
0: great stuff almost thank you for making time for us today doctor on a holiday now doc what are we seeing over the past two weeks in terms of the figures of new infections and sadly deaths as well
1: So what we are seeing on a national level is a clear change in the trajectory um, and a flatlining of the leading indicators, that being the number of confirmed cases and the test positivity rate, um, after having seen the same decreases for eight weeks prior. Um, So a clear change in trajectory, and that's being driven by localized cluster outbreaks in certain regions. Um, The increase in those indicators is not uh, drastic um, and no cause for alarm, uh, but it is a warning that the virus is still with us and we do need to remain vigilant um, and not let our guard down. Um, In terms of the number of deaths, um, that is a lagging indicator that lags the cases uh, by about uh, two to four weeks. Um, so it has been on a sustained decline, um, except for last year we reported a backlog of cases in three provinces going back to December 2020, which caused a bit of a spike. Uh, but in general, that is still on a decline following the trend in cases.
0: Now, Doc, one year on from the virus in South Africa and with the country currently on level one, would you say maybe there's some level of COVID fatigue settling in now?
1: I, I do believe there's certainly some COVID fatigue. Look, it's been over a year um, that we've been living with this virus, um, and it is difficult to, to maintain um, and, and sustain that, that, that vigilance. Um, so there's certainly some, some level of, of COVID fatigue, I think, after we just got over the second wave. Um, and as we moved into level one, um, two weeks after that, we started to see an increase in the, um, in the number of cases and test positivity rates. Um, so I, I mean it, it's fair enough, it's difficult to uh, to maintain that vigilance, uh, but we do need to understand that the virus is not going anywhere. Um, it is going to remain with us for the foreseeable future. So uh, we do need to uh, try and reduce transmission as much as possible and not let our guard down.
0: I you know, Doc, I'm, I'm one that's always cautious. Sometimes I'm too cautious, but I always look ahead. And um, I knew this was going to happen around this time, but uh, much more sooner than we expected. Now it's going to possibly be happening because this is a long weekend. Driving into studio before the show, the N2 was pretty much busy. Coming into uh, Durban Central, very busy, buzzing. And for the public holiday, this generally isn't the case in Durbs, especially before Easter. Now, we still have Easter weekend to contend with, which is next week. Um... You think, obviously, now with third wave looming, this possibly could be much earlier than expected because of the greater movement of people, interprovincial traveling, and so on?
1: That, that is the concern, Lloyd. Um, look, we are seeing localized cluster outbreaks in certain regions. Um, And I think if we um, allow the the virus to continue transmitting and we allow it to continue spreading, um, and with an increased mobility and movement, um, that that could be seeded into other regions and spread even further. So that is the concern. Um, So I believe we need to take measures um, and try and increase our monitoring and surveillance of these outbreaks so that you can get over it uh, before it spreads further and before it becomes a third wave. Um, so, so certainly if you can increase possibly testing um, and try and identify hotspots proactively and manage those, I think that might be a way uh, to handle it for now while the case numbers are still manageable.
0: Now, Dr. Suleiman, let's zone in on vaccinations for a a few seconds. I mean, is vaccinations, are they happening fast enough? And that's the concern for, I think, many of us South Africans on the ground right now. And certainly from our listeners tuning in right now as well, in terms of how fast is the process going and um, are we successful in that?
1: So we need to understand that at the moment, we're still um, giving uh, administering vaccination doses as part of the Johnson & Johnson Phase 3D Research Implementation Study. Um, So it's not part of a wider national rollout just yet. Um, So over the last month, we've administered just over 180,000 doses to healthcare workers. Um, and um, it's mostly been uh, the bottleneck or the, the slow pace um, in the vaccination rollout has been due to the limited number of vaccination doses that you have received in the country, and that is the bottleneck. Um, so, so we're receiving these Johnson & Johnson vaccination doses in batches, previously in 80,000 batches. Uh, we just received another batch over the weekend. Um, and uh, we're we administering just over 5,500 a, a day. Um, so in terms of the research uh, implementation study, I think it's fine because uh, we are administering what we have received. Uh, but in terms of the bigger picture, I think um, it's not quite what we have um, expected. At the moment, it's, uh vaccinated just over 15% of healthcare workers. Uh, but just under 0.3% of the total population. Um, so I believe that that will speed up as we acquire more doses. It um, certainly will, will speed up, but the bottleneck is the number of doses we
0: have available. Doc, what does it mean for the herd immunity that government hopes to achieve then?
1: So, so we do need to continue to focus on vaccination as another tool in combating the the pandemic. However, it's not going to have any significant uh, influence or any effect over the transmission and the spread of the virus, particularly over this winter, Um, and maybe not necessarily for the remainder of the year. Uh, Only when we start to reach levels sufficiently high, sufficiently high enough um, to reach Threshold for herd immunity will receive um, the effect of the vaccination. And so, so while that needs to continue and that process needs to continue, um, our focus still needs to be on reducing transmission um, and all of the measures that we had in place over the past year that needs to continue to remain the focus.
0: And finally, what were your uh, final views or words to the country tuning in right now? What would you like to say to all our fellow South Africans listening, especially as we approach the Easter weekend, Doc?
1: I think um, I think it's important that even though we are COVID-19, we need to understand that the risk is still with us and the virus is still here. So we do need to try and play our part as much as we can in reducing the transmission and in reducing the opportunities for the virus to, um, to replicate and possibly mutate. Um, the, the virus, unfortunately, is still with us um, and it will be for the foreseeable future. Um, so we do need to manage that and remain vigilant and not let our guard down.
0: Dr. Redwan Suleiman, senior researcher from the Council for Scientific and Industrial Research. Thank you very much for joining us this afternoon and breaking down the numbers for us, Doc, and giving us a clearer picture of the COVID-19 pandemic in South Africa and of course being a public holiday as well. We appreciate your time. God bless you. Thanks so much for having me, Lloyd. Lotus at end. yeah. Share the experience.